Welcome to the Discuss and Discuss podcast, where we talk about topics that plucks our nipple hairs. Today, we'll be talking about The Last of Us, episode four. I'm Derek. This is Kevin. Cool. I have a really interesting fun fact uh, before we get into the episode for you that I read this week. Okay. Uh, so it is about a nine-year-old black boy uh, from Pennsylvania. Uh, who loves science and computer programming so much that he's one of the youngest ever to graduate college. What? And I just want to recognize him because it is so crazy. He is just graduating insanely smart. college at nine years old. Dude, I didn't even no, know. No. <laughs> Are you sure? Yeah, high school. Oh, no, I said high school. He graduated high school at nine. You said college, my guy. It blew my mind. <laughs> but still pretty impressive. Yeah, so, so he graduated high school. And uh, he has some credits going into his college degree. Dang, so he was taking AP classes? He was taking AP classes. And then uh, another fun fact to you built into this is that he's not the youngest ever recorded. So back what? in 1990, a kid named Michael Carney actually did it at the age of six. What? Th I this isn't don't real, know how that's dude. possible. This isn't real. Who's making these storylines <laughs> yeah. up? Well, like, like here's, then, here's an interesting thought for your fun fact so far. The, the <laughs> crazy thing, 1990, right? Yeah. That, that kid at, um, what's his name? Michael Carney. Michael Carney? Not the YouTuber. <laughs> but. Oh, I, well, I didn't even know there was a YouTuber. But, like, it's kind of fascinating because if we consider them to be a genius or whatever, like, oh, yeah, they're so smart at the age of six or eight or whatever. What is the great extent of that potential like what are they contributing right now know what i mean like uh, they're not so... yeah so i don't know like that's a good question the only other fun fact for michael carney here is that he graduated uh, or he got his master's degree at the age of 14 and then at 18 went on to win over a million dollars in game shows at prizes like that's, that's the only other thing that he's done so far but uh david he wants to grow up to be an astrophysicist so Sweet. i think that's super cool we do need to explore the universe you know the beginning of yes. star trek enterprise yes. <laughs> star lord well, combination of elon musk and this eight-year-old <laughs> yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, so, uh, nine-year-old. The nine-year-old. I don't know oh, why I said his name, but his name is David Balligan. I think I, I'm saying that right. Oh, okay. Yeah. Huh. Interesting. <laughs> Here you go. All right. So, Last of Us episode four. Uh, starting off, I would say this is a good episode where we see growth in Ellie and Joel's relationship. That's what the whole episode is mainly about. And I'm all for it. There's a lot of really nice moments, a lot of fun moments that I really enjoyed. Uh, and they do a good job building the chemistry in this episode. What are your thoughts on that? Um, yeah, it's definitely a relationship type episode 
bringing them closer together. There were moments where I felt like Bella Ramsey kind of fell flat of through comparison to the video game. So like there's that scene when they're in the car. Do you remember the um yeah when she has the magazine in the back seat and I think she struggled a bit there. I I just didn't feel like it was as authentic as the video game was. Well, Ashley Johnson's performance. Um, it wasn't. I don't even know how to explain that type of joke. <laughs> like, yeah, I would agree. It didn't hit. Like, it didn't hit for me either. And it seems like there's a lot of people call it overacting, but I don't see overacting in this necessarily. Like, Agreed. Bella Ramsey. I just don't know if she understands Ellie well. Yeah. Like, her research, I don't know if she's played the game and stuff like that, but there's something missing. That's probably what I would say. Well, they said that she wasn't allowed to play the video game, but, like, there is more research to be done outside of the video game. It's kind of understanding the relationship that Ellie has with the world. It's, she's trying to have fun so she's poking fun at joel and you know seeing that scene redone in live action it wasn't the same authenticity i guess although like ashley johnson kind of has a cheat code because she's a much older person therefore she understands life more therefore there's a whole a whole wealth of knowledge that she's bringing to the role of ellie playing a 14 year old versus a 19-year-old Bella Ramsey and her interpretation of playing Ellie. So there is that like mark there. I'm curious if if we never saw Ashley Johnson play Ellie and we saw Bella Ramsey first, would it still feel right? Do you think it still felt right that's, for Ellie? Yeah, that's a really good question. Um, going back a little bit as to when you mentioned that Bella wasn't allowed to play the video game, that's a crazy stipulation. Like the the video game would have been the best resource for her to really understand Ellie. So that's kind of that blows my that. mind. Yeah, it's there's a couple of things. One is people are afraid that an actor will just copy a performance. Yes, there is that caveat there. However, a strong actor will not make the same choice there or because the choice will become from, oh, the source of that action will come from something that is authentic and powerful, therefore will actually meet the same, like, tonation and, like, feel. Like, what would you say about Pedro Pascal? Like, is he I hitting know, the mark for you I know he, as? Yes, you're right, because I know he put the game. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I don't remember where I read it or whatever, but I know he played the game. And so I and I think he has a better understanding of who Joel is, but is also bringing a lot of his experience and his pers- uh, perspective for Joel. And that's why Pedro is doing such a good job bringing Joel to life. He's super relatable, has the same feel as Joel in the game, but also yeah. feels a little bit fresh yeah it's that's what i'm saying like the, people are afraid that 
actors are going to copy each other because they're researching each other's work but like no no actor actually wants to copy another actor there's like like a great actor i don't even know how you would define a great actor but like it still needs to come from like an authentic place so researching by playing the game allows you to understand the character more and if you understand the character you can voice it to yourself as an actor to be all right i know where this character is coming from now and i also relate to it in this way therefore there's the dialogue is going to hit because they found that connection with the character anyways just something i did not like about the um controlling aspect or i don't know if it's controlling but it's that direction of hey don't play the video game <laughs> because i'm afraid that uh, you're gonna suck at your job <laughs> it's a little disrespectful but if anything bella definitely should have played the game and, and uh, pedro shouldn't have but well no maybe it was he played before but still well he was directed to not play the game either and then he just did it anyways but <laughs> <laughs> I love him. That's daddy. Zaddy. Zaddy, <laughs> Zaddy <Pedro>. dude. <laughs> Zaddy Pedro. But. So, yeah. So their relationship in the, the show, Joel and Ellie's, is growing. We see a lot of poking around, right? There's uh, the joke book. The joke book is so good. I love a good pun. The yeah. puns is good. I don't yeah, think that was in the game, but it's a nice touch to the, in, in the show <laughs> that I, I'm for. No, I think it is in the game. Yeah, Ellie, oh, um, no. Ashley Johnson does it. And she laughs at mm -hmm. her own jokes, too. So, That's right. yeah. Yeah, Fun. so the book is a really nice touch. <laughs> Good relationship builder. You can tell because Joel is a dad, or was a dad. He loves a good pun, and he tries to stifle it, right, the first time that he hears it. I have a feeling that his reaction to the first joke that Ellie gives off is more of, oh, I've actually heard that before. That's why I'm not laughing, even though oh. I, I I want to. That's what it gave me. Interesting. Yeah. yeah, like that's a nice um, perception because I thought it was more like he's still trying to close himself off from Ellie, you know? Like, so this is Ellie kind of trying to tear down those walls and kind of like poke some holes in those walls so that they can refine this relationship. But that's a good point because when people tell me a pun or something, I'm like, yeah, I heard that before. <laughs> so it's not funny. Yeah. And it same exactly where like that you mentioned, you know, he's still closed off as well. And so he doesn't want to expose that he likes jokes, right? He's in serious mode. He's in mission mode. And you can see it where uh, he's filling up gas in the car. He goes, he tells Ellie, don't stray too far. Like, beware your surroundings, essentially. And then mm -hmm. she finds the book. And it, I think it catches him off guard, right? Mm -hmm. and, and when he gets caught off guard, he's like, oh, gosh, I like a good joke, but I'm, <laughs> I'm focused right now, so I can't. There's a I, I don't want to say too much on it. <laughs> there's a there's that one joke that she does where well it's not really like a joke per se but when he's siphoning the gas and then she asked him that question to kind of like elaborate on like how it all works and then she's like you don't even know how it works and he's like whatever <laughs> like i know how i know how to do this and it works so whatever i don't need to know how it works 
I thought that was a more funny joke in that moment. And it hit. Yeah. I like that too. Yeah. <laughs> and it shows, you know, there's like a, their relationship is just building so much in this episode. I'll move forward to towards, you know, there's a joke in the middle too, where they're like camping a little bit and she does a good job of asking Joel a serious question because that's what she's done for so long, right? She's asking questions. And so she asks Joel, and I forget the joke, but she asks the question, and Joel says, goes, the what, what are you talking one. about? I forgot. It. Yeah. Something about a scarecrow, and then he, he already knows the answer. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and, but that shows, that's why I was like, oh, he knows these jokes, but he just doesn't want to admit it. And then, uh, and then, so that, you know, that's the second joke that we get. The third joke we get is toward the end. That one is good because it shows slow growth in their relationship through jokes. Um, but then when he doesn't know the joke, that's when it hits. And then his wall gets broken down a little bit. It actually, let me know. He, it finally gets broken down and he laughs. And there's like this very tender moment, moment with them. And that's one of my favorite aspects of this episode is incorporating that joke book and really playing on it. And it's just so great. And it's, uh, what is, well, what it allows interaction. Oh. So yeah, it's, it's kind of how do you as a writer make these characters interact in a way that allows growth in the relationship without having some outside kind of like plot like this needs to happen because the writing says so <laughs> yeah something too forced you know um so it's good speaking of camping when's the last time you camped uh let me see probably six years ago which is crazy to think about. Yeah, I think it was actually six years ago. Five the crazy ago. thing is that they're camping outside in, in like this open tree line esque open space. Like, I would not be able to sleep. Would you? Yeah. I, I don't understand it either. And it's a really good juxtaposition. Uh, hopefully, it's, that's a good one to use in this case. <laughs> You're like, towards... am I using that right? <laughs> That's the first word that came up, and I'm like, I'm pretty sure that's correct, but it, you know, where they sleep next is in a building, and so it's kind of evolving. Interesting to see, like, this, yeah, like it's <laughs> open space, but Joel is still closed off, and then they finally go to an enclosed space, and then Joel opens up. Oh, that's good observation, my guy. That's what nice. I was like trying to get at. Yeah, 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 yeah. Dang, dude, piecing things <laughs> together. Maybe uh, you're the film expert. What the heck? That's what I'm saying, dude. I see what? these things. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good observation. Um, I, when you put it that way, I, I like the choice more. But I did not pick up on that on the first viewing. So therefore, it was more so, dang, wouldn't it be more practical, more like safe to just sleep in the car, in the truck? As, as far as comfortability is not that comfortable, but you'll be safe because if someone jumps you in the night then you can just start the car and like ride off you know and it's just boom gone but then we wouldn't have the moment where we actually get that personal question from ellie where she's like i think it's right after the pun joke too where she does ask a serious question she's like yeah but nobody will get us right and it's like very subtle but 
it sparked something in Joel. He's like, yeah. And then, and then he ended up staying up the night to protect, you know, and it's that moment shows that he really cares, but he doesn't want to say that he cares. Yeah. It's almost like yeah. re a reminder of like, I don't want to lose Sarah again. No. Yeah. And on that note, I, I actually like that they don't sleep in the truck for the reason that the truck limits your mobility pretty heavily, right? Like you're stuck in there. If someone opens the door, there's no way for you to go. You know, they can just shoot you right there. But having open field, that probably gives them a little bit better vantage points to, and we'll see how clever Joel is later on in the episode. And when he goes through and he's in that little enclosed space, he pours glass everywhere. He's very careful. Yeah, I like I, I think like it's the same detail. thing. He's very careful. So he probably chose the open space because he can hear them coming. And if he hears them coming, there's more room to react. He can hide behind a tree. He can run away in certain directions. That's my inclination because Joel is very smart. He wouldn't limit his possibilities. He only opens them up all the time. That's what we continue to see throughout this episode. Yeah, I like that, that they're making him tactful. And we do get like a little dialogue payoff where Ellie's like, you can't hear through your right ear. <laughs> yes. Ooh, I would love to talk about this. This is a detail that is brilliantly done in, in the show. And the, I, it's a, the attention to the detail in this aspect that makes Joel so much more human, right? And so he's been in a ton of gunfights. He's going through, a, he does a lot of things in his past that we can understand. And now we actually see that there are repercussions to his actions shooting so often especially because he's right-handed of course it's going to affect your right ear so that to me like blew my mind i was like this is good writing <laughs> this is really <laughs> good, good writing, writing. <laughs> this is good and we also understand like there are aspects that that's going to come into play which it does where he's hard of hearing and that's why he uses glass because it tends to be loud so it's and then the end <laughs> and again it doesn't even matter <laughs> it, did, it didn't even matter because then ellie still needed to scream joel to wake him up and then they're at gunpoint by sam and henry which i thought would appear yeah. way way sooner and we got a little tease at the end there and just a little bit of tease yeah, I thought this whole episode was going to be Sam and Henry because I was trying to like pace it out in my mind and like how the story is going, comparing it to the video game. And I'm like, dang, this episode is going to be sad. Like, you know, if you play the game and you know the story, you know what Sam and Henry are. So that's what I was expecting yeah. to. But then it was the whole, it was like a tease. <laughs> yeah, let's talk about the person they, they decided to introduce instead, Kathleen. What are your thoughts? Kathleen, oh my gosh. She, I don't know if it's the actor or the writing here, but it felt, she felt off as in like when she's like, where's that, what's that line that she says when she's ordering them around after Brian was brought back, the one that got murked by Joel? She, she's I honestly like, don't remember. She, she's like, go get them now or like I will kill them and like the, it was like a yeah. very intimidating 
well, it can be intimidating, threatening line. Mm -hmm. And the way she delivered it, I was like, she kind of sounds like she's not, she doesn't really come off powerful, like, like someone that should be in charge. And I'm not sure if that's right. Right. As in, is the character supposed to be like that? Or was that the take that they just used for the character? Cause the actors already been casted and you know, they don't got time to do 20 takes, you know, what about you? I, mean, I had the same thought, same thought because Kathleen is a brand new character to the TV show. She wasn't yeah. in the game. They brought her in to bring life to the Raiders to, sorry, to the resistance so that they have more of a personality and it's not just people who get into gunfights with Joel. It's so, so Kathleen as a leader, she mentioned something, she's looking for someone. So I think that's going to come into play in the next episode. And that's is, the reason why she's looking. She's, she's looking for Henry and Sam. Yes. And I was going to say, that's why she's looking for Henry and Sam. We just don't know the motivation quite yet. We understand that they probably did something bad or whatever, but it's same thing. So all of her lines are failing to hit for me. Yeah. Worse just... than Bella Ramsey as Ellie. Cause <laughs> I just Whoa, don't understand. It. At least set the bar higher for Bella Ramsey. I think Kathleen, I agree yeah. with like, it's almost as if when <laughs> Kathleen is delivering her lines, it's almost like she's unsure of what she's saying. Like she's, She's saying the dialogue because it's written down and it's memorized, but it's like, then I don't know, man. Is it like the tonation? It sounds like she's insecure of what she's trying to say. Was that so, what you were going to say? Essentially. So the actor's name, by the way, is Melanie Linsky. Okay. She has a pretty good background for the most part. So I don't think... I don't know if it's her or the character itself. I'm going to blame the character writing in this case because they're trying to bring it up and we don't essentially know her background just yet. But you're right. I think she's so unfit to be leader for some reason. She tries to play off as ruthless because we see her kill her doctor, apparently. Yeah. Who might be hiding Sam and Henry or know something about it. And it's just like, what is... Why? Why is she here and why is she doing this like it doesn't it's yeah maybe it's so weird it, it's almost like i'm looking at her credits right now too and she's a seasoned actor so exactly it kind of so doesn't why I don't make think it's sense her. yeah it's just yeah the writing. <laughs> yeah case, maybe I... it is the writing because <laughs> yeah. no. Well, true. I mean, it is not only is she a new character, but it also is like, why do we need to know about her? So I can get into that in the next episode because I do know why. But for now, in episode four, it's like, why? <laughs> Just why? <laughs> why? So I'm sure I'm sure they'll elaborate, hopefully, in the next episode. And yeah, Kathleen, we'll see where she goes and who she is as a person. But interesting choice to replace sam and henry but i guess it's probably motivation as to why they come into play and why they'll be important in the next episode is yeah there's a payoff but i wouldn't say i'll explain more in the next episode but yeah <laughs> cool the raiders All right. 
the Raiders are cool. Yes. Yeah, it's super good. Like it, this episode, super good. This super episode good. <laughs> is nice with the Raiders. The scene when they, you know, they get ambushed, Joel crashes into the building. They go into fight mode and it's exactly like you would in the game. How they shot it is what we mentioned in in I think the second episode is just so well done. It reminds me of the game. It felt like I was playing the game. So with the Raiders coming in, they're sneaking slowly and they're still out of focus, right? We're still focused on Joel. He's shooting. We don't know where the people are just like in the game for the most part because the Raiders in the game and the NPCs are also very careful. They're very cautious. So it's actually very difficult to get them. So this scene is very, it's done very well in the fact that this just feels like you're playing the game. So I appreciated that 100%. Well, I liked it from the moment we see that Raider kind of pretending to be hurt. And I was like, I already know what this is going to be, you know. And I think that is an exact shot from the video game where they're driving it. And then they see that dude pretending to be hurt. And then I think that's exactly like the video game. And... Oof, my question for you is um, what kind of person does that make Joel if he's done that exact same trick to hurt people and scavenge their items? Yeah, it's it reinforces the notion that Joel is not a good guy. We get that a lot in the, the second episode and this is just another aspect of him having done these things again he's a very seasoned smuggler uh in this case obviously he's the drug smuggler smuggler versus a gun smuggler but it's still very good to continue building on that aspect and reminding people that joel is not a good guy like no matter if we're following him and he's the protagonist of the of the show or one of them he's still not a good guy and you shouldn't necessarily root for him however we do because we resonate a lot with the struggles he's had to face and who how he reacts to certain situations so it's a good reminder that he's not a good person yeah yeah it's really subtle because then he knows exactly what's going on when he sees this hurt hurt in quotations <laughs> dude and then ellie's like we're not gonna help him <laughs> it's like no that's not what this is and then later yeah. on, we know for sure that he's done this before because Ellie asks him that question. And it is kind of interesting to follow a story. And we want this bad guy <laughs> to win. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Especially because we play the games. So we, we already have like a built relationship with Joel for us. And... I'm sure those who haven't played the game but have watched the show probably feel the same sentiment because that's the one thing that the show writers have done really well. So, so far, third, fourth episode, I wouldn't say is as good as the last two so, so far. <laughs> but I'm, I'm liking where they're going with it right now. We're starting to see things pick up. There's a little bit more action as well. So, yeah, it felt... we'll see. 
it felt fillery, you know, very, yeah, we need to see this so that we can link what's going to happen later <laughs> type of episode. And what I just liked from this episode is the, that dude that played Brian. I like that dude because there's that desperation in his voice where he's like, where he's almost got the hold over Joel and then Ellie sneaks out and like uh, shoots him in like the lower spine, I guess, because then he gets paralyzed. And he's in this mode of like desperation, crying, trying to like beg and like, I think doing that scene would be kind of hard. <laughs> yeah. And uh, don't they also in this episode talk about, or Ellie asks Joel if he's killed anyone? Was that in a previous one? I'm, I might be getting my episodes mixed up. Well, she but... asks if he's killed innocent people before. And it it is yes. in this episode. It's when they're walking up the steps. And we get confirmation that Joel has done that ambush trick before. It's confirmation that Joel isn't innocent the way that we want him to be. So that we can see him as a hero. Know what I mean? Like it's almost like looking up to a father figure or something like that, but he's not. Or rather he shouldn't be. And Yeah, I agree. Just more confirmation. Like lots of reminders <laughs> that he's not a good person. Joe like Ellie knows it. Ellie is also willing to follow in Joel's footsteps because she you can tell she doesn't want to be useless. So I appreciate that. That's why she wanted the gun. And then we get the scene where Joel gives her the gun, shows her how to use it. It's a very nice father-daughter moment, right? Pseudo-father-daughter moment. So I really like that. Too. Well, let's that not ended. forget that Ellie doesn't have parents either. So, yes. so Joel is more than just someone that is that Ellie is following. Like, Ellie doesn't have a father figure she doesn't have a mother figure you know everyone in her life is kind of supposedly dead and she's looking to joel as more than just a person that's smuggling her to to the west side they're going yeah, west to the, side. To the they're QZ. going to montana oh montana? i don't remember Fonta montana colorado yeah <laughs> all all the midwest and west states. midwestern <laughs> states they're looking for tommy but like you know that's part of the pun book she's trying to open joel up to to kind of get her or to get joel to accept her because yeah. she needs that she doesn't have a father figure dude she's looking for someone that will actually stick around and take care of her so maybe this is the beginning of that father-daughter relationship surrogate yeah, or not 100%. yeah so i can't wait to see the next few episodes now that we have this episode establishing here it is right there was a downturn and now it's it's about to swing up a little bit so i'm super excited for the next episode likewise anything else you would cool. like to say about this episode i think that covers it for everything that i had on my list to talk about what about you well, I have on here road trips, <laughs> which is kind of funny because then when they were on that road trip car ride and 
Joel is like, go to sleep or something like that. Do you remember the line? Yeah, yeah. He, like, uh, you should go to sleep because you didn't get that much last night. Oh, yeah. And then, and then she's like, I'm not even tired. And then like a second later, cut cuts her knocked out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Happens to the best uh, of us. I, I will say, so Bella Ramsey in this, I do think she grows into the Ellie role a little bit more as well. And starting to flesh out Ellie in, in her own way, I'm starting to like it a little bit more. So, yeah, with the jokes and stuff like that, that scene specifically as well, where she's like, I'm not even tired, passes out, like, in your head, if you play the game, at least for me, I was like, ah, that's that's so Ellie. <laughs> you know, like, the moment that I was like, okay, that's that's pretty good. I don't know which side you're on. You're always like... <laughs> I'm waiting. Like I'm I waiting like to be turned. I, you're waiting to be. No, no. I, I didn't say I like her. I said I'm starting to see Ellie. Okay. Okay. She's she's growing into the role a little she's bit. She's growing. But she hasn't won me over just yet. That's all, all right. Fair. Maybe she will. <laughs> and we've only got what five, four, four. I think four more episodes after the fifth episode. <sighs> Anyways... What do we do? <laughs> <laughs> uh, so. We'll leave it there. That's it for this episode. Thank you for joining as we discuss and discuss. I've been Derek. I've been Kevin. Follow us for more content. Bye. Bye.